Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. Today, this is your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, and I've got with me, co-hosting, Kay Bhadra. Hey, Kay. Hi, everybody. And uh, I have the immense pleasure, guys, to introduce you today to David O'Brien. Hey, how you going, guys? <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. Pleasure to have you here. Actually, a real treat to have you here. So for those that don't know, um, David is the founder, and he runs and he owns, operates the Fifth Element Wellness. Um, and I had this really interesting thing happen to me, right? So, like, recently I was looking for a new housemate, and I had this happened to me twice because I live in Fitzroy and so close to Fifth Element Wellness. Yep. I had two different people come look at the place, just check out the place because of its proximity to Fifth Element Wellness, <laughs> <laughs> right? Absolutely. And that was two yeah. different, and so when that happened to me, I was like, what is Fifth Element Wellness? And like, and there's like, oh, it's a gym. And I'm like, surely not just any gym that you want to be that close to. And um, and that's when I dialed in and went and had a look online. And um, I just got really enthusiastic about everything that you offer. Yeah, there it's, is, a, it's, a, it's a big yeah. compliment when people are wanting to uh, move house just so uh, they can be close to your facility. So. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really excited to share that with you yeah. um, because it's 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 not your run of the mill gym, is it? It's there's a lot going on. No, no, definitely not. I mean, uh, look, we're sort of based on the five elements, um, and look for us, it's like detoxification, it's mobility, and um, you know, when it comes to mobility, like I've I've got a real different school of thought on that. I mean, um, like it's like articulation of the spine is yeah. what we need to do a lot more of, and that's why like dancers are, are so good because yeah. they get that they they really like your facet joints in particular. Mm-hmm. Like your facet joints, they want to do things like transverse movement, and they they want to move. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and too much in the, the fitness realms in our e- everyday life we're sort of like neutral spine all the time yeah yeah okay so mobility is really different for us and mm-hmm. complexity is really really important like yep. uh, like even like animal movements uh, 
primal movements and so, so forth. Edo Portel, like, yeah, like, yeah. I, look, I, I've done a lot of stuff with Edo Portel. So, you know, I've done uh, a few internships where it's just me and, you know, a few other people. And, like, spending that time with, with him is, is... Like, Edo is definitely, like, the best teacher I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's... For me, that's a big thing because I've been lucky enough to learn from a, a lot of really impactful people around yeah. the world and so forth. But... The, you know his passion to to want to mm. help people and to actually yeah. help people like move better in that is just mm. contagious. Yeah. You know? So mobility is a big thing. There's there's like nourishing foods and gut health, um, which is probably the area I've gone down further and further, mm-hmm. um, because you know like really that's like first point of call. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like if you can't if you can't assimilate nutrients properly, uh-huh. yeah, then your body's not going to function properly, and that's what it comes down to. Everyone's really looking at you know, uh, how, ways that we can, because we're energy, that's what we are, yeah, okay? And people are looking at ways to, to harness that energy and improve that energy. And that's why you, you, you read so much about like mindfulness and whether that be things like heart math, which I'm really big on, mm-hmm. uh, meditation and so forth. And, and they're, they're a tool, yeah, and a really, really important tool. Mm-hmm. And they can make you utilize energy a lot more efficiently, totally. yeah, okay? But um, we've just, completely underestimated food yeah Yeah, okay Um, and really when you actually look at how the body functions Uh it just comes down to how you take food and then assimilate it break it down properly I'll just give you some basic examples because I think people are really really confused about this Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and it 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 might it might be basic to me but I think to to a lot of everyday people they're not taking this into account and like if I look at like your hormones, for mm-hmm. instance, and everyone's heard, heard of hormones, and if I said to people, where do your hormones come from? They'd probably say your endocrine glands, mm-hmm. okay? That's where they're excreted from. That's not where they come from, mm-hmm. yeah, okay? So your hormones are either steroidal, okay? And steroidal means it comes from cholesterol, okay? Yeah, right. Which means it comes from fats. Yeah. So cortisol, progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, aldosterone, all these steroidal hormones they come from cholesterol. And that's a particular thing that has been persecuted in modern society. Totally. Yeah, okay. Totally. So people have this perception, got to stay away from dietary cholesterol. Yep. If you stay away from dietary cholesterol, it's going to come at a massive cost to your hormonal profile. Okay. And the other thing is, if they're not steroidal, then they're peptidal. Okay, right. and so peptide hormones are things like insulin. Yep. Okay, and what's the role of insulin is to regulate your blood sugar levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, and, and things like thyroid. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then your thyroid. The role of thyroid is, is, is pretty simple. I mean, it's, it can be more complex when you go into the the individual thyroid hormones. Yeah, um, but you have receptor sites for a particular more bioavailable thyroid hormone, which is T3. Yep. Throughout all the tissues and organs in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and that the role of that uh, the thyroid really is to take calories and convert it into energy. Yeah. Okay. And when people go through these periods of like huge amounts of stress, eating very little food, okay, well, guess what? You're going to downregulate. You're going to de- downregulate your thyroid production. Yeah. Okay. Or if you're not, where do, where do, where do peptidal hormones come from? They come from protein. Ah. Okay. So really that comes down to, once again, how you're assimilating. You know, if I get the opportunity to talk about intestinal permeability, yeah. you know, I definitely want to do that Which because that's where a lot of people's problems do stem from yeah you know, especially when it comes to 
adrenal issues and stress-related issues and so forth. Yeah. Is that the same as leaky gut? Is that kind yeah, of yeah, leaky gut? Like, yeah, that, I guess that's the the, the, the terminology the street, that most people would understand. Term for it, but yeah. I guess what people don't understand, you've got like uh, many different types of damage that you can actually cause to the small intestine. Mm-hmm. It's not like this. You know, most people uh, hear about. Uh, having intracellular permeability, like where you've got permeability through the junction, uh, through the through the, the, mucosal, the actual mucosal cells. Yeah. So the tight junction is basically wider, yeah, okay? Yeah. Which means more you know, uh, particular protein byproducts and enzymes, they're getting through and they're getting into your capillaries and causing like an antibody response. But there's all these different types of damage that you can actually have there yeah. and actually causes a whole array of different types of problems. Sure. That's what, what does actually cause the damage um, of the, the gut? Yeah, like, uh, look, I'll definitely, like, if, when, we, when we touch on that a little bit more, like, it, look, it can be things like the quality of the water you drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, like tap water, okay, well, it's not full of minerals, is it? <laughs> yeah, okay, so, you know, uh, like, spring water used to be full of magnesium. You know, tap water is void of uh, uh, things like uh, minerals, okay? And minerals are like cofactors. You need them for enzymatic processes in the body, mm-hmm. yeah? Okay, so that's one factor, and, and there can actually be uh, particular types of foods. And it's the whole thing with, with the gluten, yeah? yeah, okay, or gliden, yeah, okay? So it's actually gliden and gluten that is the bad, the bad element, and yep. that... Uh, actually stimulates a particular protein that sits at the top of your intracellular tight junctions and basically tells that protein because that protein controls the width of the tight junctions uh-huh. tells that protein to open the, the, the junction wider which and means more things are actually getting through and getting through into your, your bloodstream and so forth and then there's things like herbicides and pesticides and chemicals and our exposure to those things is, is most likely at an all time high and the reality is also your own immune system can start causing damage to your small intestine as well. Okay, and it can actually be byproducts from, from particular bad bacteria. Okay, so things like nitric oxide, yeah, okay. Um, there, there's, there's good and bad forms of nitric oxide, okay. But things like LPS, which is a thing called lipopolysaccharides, which is actually the, uh, what makes up the outer membrane of negative gram bacteria, well, that can cause damage. Uh, acetaldehyde which comes from uh, things like candida yeah mm-hmm. okay which a lot of pe- uh, people have problems with yeast overgrowth and candida and so forth yeah um, the list is is long there's particular uh, protein byproducts and so forth uh, maybe if uh, even things like high amounts of like urea which is a byproduct from protein metabolization so you can see there's 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 a huge list of things that can uh, under that umbrella yeah, can, can potentially cause yep. Uh, damage to, to the mucosal cell or damage to the intracellular tight junctions. But when I get the opportunity probably to talk a little bit more about that because I, I, I definitely want people to understand the different types of damage. And, you know, uh, that means you can have, like, uh, neurotransmitter issues, so problems with your brain, yeah, mm-hmm. and you can have problems with your hormones. Do you know so what I mean? Not, so it's not so much about um, people not eating enough of protein or fat. It's really about... Um, potentially how they're actually absorbing those things and maybe yeah to be on to be honest it's a bit of both Mm. yeah okay Um, yeah people definitely have assimilation issues yeah okay and they definitely have problems you know whether that issue starts in in the in the stomach uh, whether that issue is in the in the small intestine most of the time the person might have both issues Mm. yeah okay 
Um, I, I, I tend to find, yes, that people aren't assimilating nutrients properly, but they're also not eating enough uh, and definitely not eating enough according to their stress levels. Okay, like I'm really big on people eating according to their environment. And if your environment is stressed, then you need to eat according to that environment. So when you say according to that, is it the quantity that you're eating, and but also the the quality of what you're eating? Like yeah, both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like for instance, like uh, you know, which organ consumes the most amount of fuel in the body? The brain. Yeah. Okay. So if you've got a highly stressful job, yeah. Okay. You make big decisions all day because what people base their their food consumption on is the fact. Well, you know, I've got a sedentary lifestyle, so I don't need much nutrients. Okay, so they might have a cup of coffee and then they have a croissant for breakfast. I mean, you know, don't let me get like started on the, the, the obviously the quality of the food there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then they might not eat till dinner and then they justify it by saying, well, I don't really move much. Mm. I say, but that doesn't mean your body hasn't consumed a lot of energy. Mm. Yeah, okay. Because the one thing is when you're highly stressed, you deplete nutrients out of the body at a, at a, far, a far rapid more rapid rate yeah okay so you're going to deplete a lot more dietary cholesterol Mm -hmm. okay Uh, you're going to put a lot more because you're producing more uh, steroidal hormones you're producing more cortisol yeah okay also you're going to put uh, more pressure on uh, like your amino acid pools okay why because you're producing a lot of a lot more catecholamines okay so catecholamines being like uh, epinephrine which is adrenaline Mm -hmm. yeah okay noradrenaline yeah okay which is norepinephrine yeah okay and that helps with focus and concentration. It's helping you in that point, but you understand you can put too much of a demand on the body. Totally. Does that make sense? Like yep. and getting getting back to that uh, that whole thing that I was talking about, like your hormones coming from um, from essentially well fats and and protein. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And then you look at your brain chemicals, yeah. And it's the same thing. Most of the time, I say, oh, okay, where does you know, where do you produce your neurotransmitters from? Yeah, okay. People, most of the time, what are they going to answer? Your brain. Mm-hmm. Location. Once again, that's location, yeah? Where, where your actual neurotransmitters come from is that they're basically biogenic, okay? And a lot of people have even, when I've said this stuff, they go, oh, show me the research on this. I don't have to. This is basic medical science. Mm. Yeah, okay? Like your neurotransmitters, what I mean by biogenic, yeah, okay? is the means the precursor is an amino acid so for you to produce things like serotonin mm-hmm. yeah okay that comes from l-tryptophan yep. it's an amino acid yeah okay so protein and it doesn't mean you go out and you you consume a truckload of protein i'm not saying that yeah okay? and then i like I'm, I'm i'm really i'm really anti when people start devouring a whole heap of amino acids and so forth because you know i'll talk a little bit more about that your, your amino acids they, they've got to work in conjunction with each other. Yeah, okay? uh-huh. um, and for you to produce protein uh, compounds and so forth, okay? mm-hmm. because 20% of our body makeup is, is protein. Yep. Yeah, okay? And so for you to produce particular protein compounds and so forth, all amino acids to enable you to produce that compound need to be present in the cell. Right. So if you just got an influx of one particular amino acid, yeah, not it's not going to enable you to produce that particular compound, which basically means you're going to use that excess amount, yeah, for energy, yeah, or you're going to use it to produce like carbohydrates, or the excess amounts is going to be stored in adipose tissue, right? Fat storage. Mm. And that's why when people chowing down on all these, 
you know, amino acid powders and all that sort of stuff. And that's why I'm, I'm big about getting out of food. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like nutrients is, is medicine. Yeah, um, and it normally, like when nature, the way you, you source your food from nature, it's already in quite a decent balance, would you say? Uh, yes, we're just like in modern society, yeah, we are, we are faced with challenging times. Yeah, yeah okay, the because food is grown it, is... the quality of the soil, yeah, okay, it's like void of a lot of minerals, uh, void of a lot of vitamins, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so the, a lot of the food that we're, that we're consuming, we're not just getting the same amounts. Yeah. yeah, okay, or what we once might have been like you know a few hundred years ago, mm-hmm. okay, because herbicides and pesticides and genetically modified food, and you, you actually look at even animal protein, which I am a big advocate of animal protein, yeah, okay, yeah. but where animal protein gets a bad rap is really it's just the quality of animal protein, okay, because they use a lot of steroids, they feed the they feed the animals grains. They feed them foods that they're not actually meant to eat. You and they're under a lot of stress as well. Yeah, well, ex- well, look, look at any animal. I mean, like, look at a human being. Like, when we're exposed to heavy metals and plastics and toxins, well, where do you think we store those toxins that we can't successively excrete it out of the body? Uh, we don't have good detoxification pathways. We're going to store them in fat cells. Yep. Okay? And animals are no different. Yeah. Okay? And then you go and consume <laughs> the most you know, healthy bet uh, part of the animal, yeah. which is essentially the, the fat. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, then it's not going to contain a lot of the healthy fatty acids and so forth. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, and, and getting back to that sort of neurotransmitter thing, like your brain chemicals, well, you know, L-tryptophan was one example, but then you've got dopamine, and dopamine obviously gives you motivation, yeah, mm. and that comes from tyrosine, yeah, okay, or, or phenylalanine. So once again, it comes from amino acids. Mm-hmm. You know, histamine, and histamine, like, once again, sort of got a bit of a bad rap, yeah, mm-hmm. okay? But histamine comes from uh, histidine. It's okay. an amino acid. Right. Yeah, okay? And that comes from things like wild salmon and so forth, probably in its highest amounts. It's, I'm a huge advocate of seafood, but if you look at the quality of the the, 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 the world's oceans, I mean, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to what we've, we've done to probably one of the... The, the healthiest food sources in the world, which mm-hmm. actually comes from the ocean. Yeah, okay. Um, and then, you, you, so that's saying that most of your neurotransmitters, they come from protein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And if they're not biogenic, then there are amino acids that act as a neurotransmitter. So they do both. Can okay. I ask, um, yeah. so you've mentioned about the protein and the fat and the importance of that. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts about carbohydrates? Where do you see they fit into a yeah, diet? Look at the, all three macronutrients are important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, if I'm just looking at like, like really important functions within the body, you know, fats and protein, you know, they're essential for survival. Yeah. Does that make sense? Where really for me, like carbohydrates come into it, yeah, okay, is that they, they're really good for stress management. Yeah, okay, they actually help the adrenals. So when you're putting a lot of uh, pressure on your central nervous system, yeah, okay, they're, they're, they're also very, very high in fiber. Let's not forget that, yeah, okay? And so fiber is essentially food for good bacteria. So it's going to help with your good bacteria profile and it's going to help with things like short chain fatty acids. Yeah, yeah and then short chain fatty acids. Uh, which is made up of things like propionate, it's made up of acetate, butyrate, which is the big one, yeah, uh, and then valerate, yeah, okay? But butyrate, uh, that actually helps to reduce inflammation in the body, 
yeah, okay? But it actually allows your body to produce what we call T regulatory cells. And then T regulatory cells allow you to identify your own immune system. Uh, stopping you from getting what? Autoimmune diseases. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And there's the link to things like Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, which really is once again coming down to the state of people's like digestive system. Yeah. Okay. And so carbohydrates are a, a great fuel for the for the good bacteria. So don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not. You know. You know. I've preached things like paleo diets in the past. Um, you know. Everyone talks about a ketogenic diet, and I do put, put people on a high fat diet but I do want to stress that I'm putting them on a high-fat diet. I'm not putting them on a ketogenic diet. Yeah, okay, because a ketogenic diet is like 85% fats. You're trying to get into ketosis, which really is to do more with weight management. It can help with uh, particular things like BDNF, like brain-derived neurotrophic factor. So it can actually help with your brain cells and repairing your synapses. But really, I put people into a high-fat diet. Okay, mm-hmm. and why? Because you stay on a ketogenic diet uh, for too long, it can even cause problems with fat storing and so forth because it can stimulate particular fat storing uh, and hormones like uh, ASP, which is acylation uh, uh, stimulating protein. Yeah, okay. So, the, the, the one thing with food, yeah, okay, is everyone's looking for the monotherapy. This is what we were just about to ask you. Yeah, yeah. So, because you, you, you touched on this, and I'm, I absolutely adore this philosophy of yours, which is. It's not one one. There's no silver bullet. There's none. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and that's why you know people gravitate towards uh, medications and the pharmaceuticals, which can serve a place. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing uh, medical <laughs> the medical industry because you know like if you get uh, you know if you had a have a car accident you get. Yeah, have a motorbike accident. I mean, don't come and see me, and, and I'm going to give you some fish oil. And so, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so, yeah. so basically, modern medicine does some amazing things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in certain instances, with certain types of bacteria, like maybe more SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, then antibiotics really, for some people, is like they have to. They pretty much have to have use to them in that instance. Yeah? yeah. And sometimes I do recommend them for me for people and that's why I have a doctor that works for me um, but, uh, and then he, he, he obviously uh, authorises using uh, antibiotics to actually help kill off some of these bacteria that are a little bit more stubborn yeah but everyone gravitates towards that because it, it really does go down that sort of like quick fix yeah. yeah okay and most of the time what we're doing is we're fixing symptoms not and we're not actually causes. fixing problems yeah. and, and, and unfortunately naturopathy can go down that realms as well yeah, like you got a, a, a sniffly nose. Well, you know, take this herb and it actually helps with the sniffly nose. My point is, that's great, but how about we fix the thing that actually has caused the sniffly nose in the first place? Which is probably most likely some sort of digestive issue, some sort of damage to the, to the small intestine, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of uh, adrenal dysfunction, HPA dysfunction. And if you fix that problem, guess what? The symptoms go away mm-hmm. and they never come back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the, the whole thing is like, you know, like uh, people really get fifth element wrong sometimes, I think as well. Yeah. Because they go, oh yeah, they put me on a high fat diet. Oh, they're really pro high fat. We, we work for that person. Mm. Yeah. Okay. They actually needed to be on a high fat diet. If you've got, you know, bacterial issues, you've got certain particular types of gastrointestinal issues. Well, guess what? High fat is going to be the best regime for you for a period of time whilst you correct those issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah? 
paleo diet? Have I put people on paleo diets before? Of course I have. Yeah, okay, why? Because paleo is an anti-inflammatory diet. It actually really more came from the medical realms and what did they use it to, to try and correct? Insulin resistance, type two diabetes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, it must be anti-inflammatory if it works really, really well against those things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so it has a purpose, and through different phases of your of your life to where you to where some of your problems might be sitting and so forth, those things are going to serve you and they're going to serve you very well. Yeah. Just like period, uh, people should go through periods of you know, uh, vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vegan. Yeah. Okay. But really, if you're going to do that for the rest of your life, then you may encounter some problems. Yeah, okay, and that's what I think people have to be prepared for. Mm-hmm. Okay, that this sticking, like, like you know, if someone came to me and they, you know, because my background is is originated from strength and conditioning. Yeah, they came in and said, like, I really want to, you know, I want to train for a particular sport. And I said, well, here's your program, and we're going to stay on this for the rest of your life. Yeah. Now, yeah. what's going to happen? Your body's going to adapt, and it's become it's going to become less uh, effective. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that will happen in the same when you're exposing your body to a particular nutrition outline because you're going to be missing out on things. A lot of things. Interesting. Yeah, okay. You're going to be missing out on particular amino acids. You're going to be missing out on particular nutrients. You know, people bash things like dairy. Dairy's got a lot of amazing properties in it. Mm-hmm. Should, does that mean you should be eating it like all the time, every day? Well, of course not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, but dairy is really, really high in vitamin K. Yeah, okay, and then vitamin K helps with things like bone density and so forth. Yeah, it's really, really high in things like glucose lingolipids. So it actually can help with elements of gastrointestinal infections. Yeah, yeah, it's got a, like organic butter, which is one of my favorites. Yeah, okay, really, really high in Wolzen factor. And Wolzen factor essentially drives calcium into your bones rather than driving into your joints. Yeah, okay, so they have amazing properties immunoglobulins which is really really good for people who are adrenally challenged yeah that actually need to pick up their immune system and so forth well immunoglobulins are in high amounts in things like raw milk yeah organic cream uh, organic butter okay but once again it's it's received a, a bit of a bad rap why because if your gastrointestinal system is not functioning very well well, guess what? You can't produce the enzymes allowing you to essentially break down the sugars properly, which is lactose. Yeah. And essentially what happens is it ferments in your intestines, yeah, okay, and then it causes what? Well, problems with blood sugar management and chronic inflammation. So you're going to have problems with things like your, 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 your glucose levels and insulin and so forth. Does that make sense? Totally. But what, you got, what people have got to ask themselves is, is that the problem of dairy? Or is that the problem of your internal function? Which really is just the problem of your internal function. And so what we do is like, people go, well, I just don't eat dairy. Great. I don't know if that's going to solve your problems though. Yeah. yeah. How, about, how, like how, how about you actually fix the function of your gut? And guess what? You probably don't even actually have a lactose intolerance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like for instance, if you've got, if you've really wiped out your good bacteria, which is which is a huge issue in modern society, yeah? Well, there's a particular strain of lactobacillus, yeah, okay? Lactobacillus, for people who don't know, if you've seen, like, the Inner Health Plus ads, yeah. and the bacteria is, like, jumping up and down, yeah, okay? Well, that's, exactly, yeah, okay? That's the bifidobacterium and the lactobacillus, yeah, yeah okay? 
And basically, there's a particular strain of lactobacillus called Lactobacillus bulgaricus, mm-hmm. and that actually helps you produce lactase, enabling you to break down lactose. Okay. Yeah, okay? And so, that's why this persecution of foods, yeah, mm-hmm. um, for me, like we do not do this at Fifth Element, yeah. um, but then people go, oh, but you, you told that people that couldn't have this, and yeah, we do that for a period of time, because we need to fix the issue. Yeah, okay, and we're not going to give them foods that are essentially causing inflammation and causing uh, further disruption to the body. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. So I understand that um, people can uh, modify their diet to help with the problem, um, yeah. but in what way can they actually try to heal the gut if there is a problem with the gut itself? Yeah, well, I guess it probably gives me a good segue to talk about intestinal permeability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, uh, that's just one. That's there's many different types of issues you can have within the digestive system. Uh, what, I pe- what I guess I want people to understand is like to heal the gut is a long process, okay? And, and a lot of people are, are really impatient when it comes to letting their body heal, okay? Um, you know, I say to people, really, how long does it take you to heal your gut, especially if you've uh, suffered severe intestinal permeability. And I'll talk about the different sort of um, levels of that, yeah, okay. Well, really, it's probably going to take you anywhere from about two and a half to three years. And I, I'm I'm blunt with people when I tell them that people don't like that, okay. Why don't they like that? Because they want the quick fix, they okay. But I'm not I'm not going to tell people a lie, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, um, because it's morally incorrect, okay. Now I can do a leaky gut protocol with someone where it goes for three and a half months, and it will drastically improve their situation yeah by by huge amounts but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a hundred percent healed the problem now the reason being is because most people have done uh severe damage to their digestive system over a very very long period of time yeah that might be over the course of 30 years and most people when they come to see us at fifth element it's 40 50 years they've abused their digestive system and then they expect it to be healed within weeks yeah okay and and let's just think about it if you've abused your digestive system for 40 years i think it's amazing that your digestive system can pretty close to heal itself within two and a half three years Mm. for me i actually that i just look at that and i i just that's just uh an amazing aspect of the body to actually how well it can actually heal itself if you give it the right tools okay But when, you know, but people, because that means they have to give up and they have to be so much cleaner in their lifestyle. They have to give up things that probably they really, really, um, you know, at that time they enjoy doing, okay, that they think is imperative for their lifestyle, like things like alcohol and so forth, yeah. Um, But they've got to ask themselves really what's more important, Mm -hmm. okay, Um, that I have a, uh, like a good longevity um, that I, I live it like pain-free, that I don't have things like autoimmune diseases and so forth, yeah? Or was it really worth it for that extra couple of years so you could drink alcohol, uh, abuse your body and so forth, yeah? You Most just, of the time when people get to that point, if you ask them at the end, mm-hmm. they'd probably say it definitely was not worth it. Yeah. yeah. You just touched on longevity as, and I think that's a really nice key indicator of of general like overall holistic perspective on health yeah um i think fertility is one that i i I rate quite highly as well are there any like key indicators that you sort of look at in that sort of space like longevity fertility fertility and so forth yeah um look 
Look, fertility is definitely becoming a bigger issue. Yeah, okay. And more for me, like, you probably see this, uh, we get a lot of couples who mm. actually come to see us at Fifth Element. Um, the way we actually uh, try to address this issue is eating more nutrients. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So actually fixing the gut and actually giving them more food. Yeah. Okay, because um, the one thing is that we see, especially like men, it, it tends to be a big problem, okay? Reason being is actually things like their testosterone levels are yeah. crazy low. Mm. Okay, you actually, because I'm lucky enough that I look at blood markers and so forth, yeah. you know, and, and testosterone regularly comes out low, you know, not just in men and actually females as well, yeah, okay? Like hormonal balance is essential, okay, when it comes to obviously your ability to... To, uh, to, yeah, right. yeah. to to be more fertile and actually to have kids, yeah, okay? So we're really looking at the basics, yeah, okay? And like when you look at uh, something like uh, like testosterone, well, really there's three key areas that you need to look at, mm-hmm. yeah? You need to look at sleep and stress, yeah, okay? Um, and people are too stressed and, and they don't sleep well. Mm-hmm. And just because you're present in bed for nine hours, but then you wake up, you toss and turn, you go to the toilet, doesn't mean you sleep well. Yep. Uh, you know, someone sleeps better who might get five hours, six hours, but they're out cold, mm. yeah, okay, because the quality of their sleep is a lot better. Yep. Does that make sense? So, it really improves the quality of our sleep. Yeah, look, look, that's a, it's a, not the, the quickest answer to that, yeah, okay. Um, but look, basically, I mean, simple things is obviously not looking at things like blue light. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like we want to, we want to replenish, replenish things like our melatonin mm-hmm. uh, stores. Um, and obviously, it's a, it's a pretty uh, simple analogy. Uh, lights on, melatonin off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're really like screwing around with our circadian rhythms in our body. Yeah. Um, you know, it's something I've been guilty of, like hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. Um, and really, it's my partner. Like she just gets on my back and and basically, you know, says that you 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 know you've got to wear glasses or you. Um, using uh, changing the, the, the light on your yeah. computer and, and really she probably led me down that path of being a lot more diligent with those types of things yeah mm-hmm. because you know the line, the line of work that I do like helping people and it's it's really demanding yeah, yeah? and looking at blood markers and there, there's instances where I do have to stay up late at night yeah um, but really trying to go to bed earlier yeah okay like people need to to definitely do that yeah okay um, it can be like restoring uh, like a particular base nutrients like magnesium yeah okay um, actually help, helping with things like uh, like GABA so GABA, GABA is a neurotransmitter that yeah. actually helps to to relax and shut shut down your brain yeah mm-hmm. okay uh, and there's particular things that are almost like uh, like they, what they call like methyl donors that actually helps help with the production of GABA and magnesium is one of those. Manganese is another one. Um, so essential minerals, yeah, will actually help sort of relax and calm down your brain, yeah? And actually um, uh, inhibiting a lot of that excitatory behavior in the, in the brain, yeah. yeah, okay? And sometimes that can come down to the food choices that you're, that you're making. I mean, you, you know, if people want to continue, continue to eat a lot of, like uh, like takeaway food and so forth. Well, you know, a lot of people think that MSG doesn't exist, but MSG still does exist in food, and that promotes a lot of like glutamate activity. Yeah, okay. Uh, people having a lot of like uh, protein powders and so forth for that. It can has a lot of glutamate, so it promotes a lot of glutamate activity 
so it makes you a little bit more wired I mean so there's there's a lot of ingredients to like really improving uh, improving sleep and, and you mentioned um mentioned um, manganese and magnesium and I'm sure a lot of people listening may actually think okay I'll go get some supplements mm. what are your thoughts on supplements because I know that that's quite a controversial area as well yeah I mean the, the, the thing is like uh, when it comes to sub, I am a big advocate of supplements um, the, the reality is that really general population you need to keep it simple yeah okay like you know and this is probably going right back to what I was talking about at the start when I was talking about the neurotransmitters and hormones but um, you've got like enzymes yeah okay and you've got like enzymatic processes in the body okay so they're like just like uh, uh, like chemical messages uh, so we're performing an action yeah okay and you've got like a hundred thousand enzymes in the body yeah okay and some of them can act independently but very very little a small amount do okay so for those uh, enzymatic processes to actually get performed correctly, guess what it's dependent on? Minerals and vitamins. Right. Okay? Um, you look at your metabolization of your macronutrients like protein, fats, and carbohydrates. Well, the important ingredients for your ability to do that properly, yeah, is vitamins and minerals. Magnesium actually plays a role in the, the metabolization of fats, carbohydrates, and protein. Yeah, okay. And the reality is, yeah, like magnesium is not in high amounts in your, your food Absolutely. and it's definitely not high in your in your water consumption. Unless you're actually uh, maybe drinking things like mineral water and so forth, which, which might be a little bit higher in uh, magnesium uh, content and so forth. So, and once again, like looking at people's like red cell, and bear in mind that's only a 1% to 2% depiction of the magnesium that you've actually got in your body. And for a lot of people, that's really, really low. Okay, which means their magnesium in their body, yeah, is even lower. Okay, yeah. and, and magnesium plays a role in maybe anywhere from 600 to 750 enzymatic processes in the body. Wow. Yeah, okay. So where people got it wrong is like people start taking a lot of uh, like herbal remedies. And I'm, don't get me wrong. Like I don't want people to go, oh, it's really anti-herbs. I'm not. Just make sure that you know that you need it. Yeah. That would be my advice to the general population. Okay, people are just taking herbs. Okay, they're taking things like oregano oil. Oregano oil is a very, very powerful antimicrobial. Okay, and guess what? It can actually cause uh, wipe out a little bit of your good bacteria. It will kill a lot of the bad bacteria. But then people just knock them back on that stuff like every day. Yeah. yeah okay. Like I only give it to people if I know they need it because I do testing to establish whether they do need it. Does that make sense? Totally. To help me kill off some of the bad bacteria, whether that be negative gram bacteria or pathogenic strains of positive gram bacteria, whatever that might be. But when it comes to vitamins and minerals, yeah, okay, your body needs them. Mm. Yeah, okay. Uh, B vitamins can be a little bit more of a, you know, because there, there is some research coming out to show that uh, synthetic because they're like a synthetic source yeah okay and that some of those more uh, less bioavailable forms of B vitamins could actually cause some disruption with blood sugar management and so forth that's why it's really important to take methyl B vitamins yeah but then also we've got to get to the to the to the reason of why people have these issues as well yes soil uh, soil quality uh, the quality of our nutrients the the poor quality of our water but then it's the poor state of our large intestine, okay? 
because the large intestine, uh, especially particular bacteria strains like E. coli, and if I say E. coli, most people maybe listening would be going, oh, E. coli, that's really, really bad for you. No, e. coli, most of E. coli is good for you. Yeah, okay, right. like that actually sits in the large intestine, makes up the highest proportion of the large intestine, and some of its uh, functions are to enable you to synthesize B vitamins properly. Yeah, so it actually helps with things like folate. Actually helps with things like biotin. Yeah, okay. It actually helps you produce uh, a particular thing called coenzyme Q10. Now that actually helps you shuttle fatty acids into your cells, so you can utilize it for energy and actually help you with fat burning as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And then you've got vitamin K. Okay, and actually E. coli allows allows you to absorb vitamin K uh, mm-hmm. properly. And so I'm 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 pro things like methyl B vitamins and so forth uh, and they're going to serve a purpose because reality is when, when someone comes to see me what's the number one thing I want to do make them feel better yeah. okay and vitamins and minerals especially like minerals are like organic source yeah. okay that's why electrolytes are so good but I'm not talking about the electrolytes that most people consume unfortunately it's things like Gatorade and yeah, yeah okay like there's, there's, there's no you know yeah. blue river out there yeah okay um, and hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You know, electrolytes really, they, they taste like salt. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And yes, you can use things like uh, lime and pink salt mm-hmm. to, to also improve your electrolyte balance in your body and so forth. But, you know... Generally, from a supplement perspective, they actually come from good organic sources. Yeah, okay. Um, and because they have a role in just so many different functions, yeah, okay. Um, I, I haven't had many people that I haven't given, you know, uh, things like magnesium, uh, zinc, B vitamins too, and they haven't noticed vast improvements in their energy mm-hmm. in their in their energy levels because those things are just required for so many different things almost fundamental yeah does that make sense like you know like even like b12 well you need b12 it's a methyl donor it actually helps with serotonin and and dopamine yeah okay so it's going to help with your brain health and that's just pretty simple stuff does that make sense so so does that make sense with the with the with the supplements like yeah like for me we keep it really simple and most people they walk you know that's even when we, when we do bloods, they're expecting that we're going to get really, really complicated with the things that we use, and they walk out with maybe a different form of magnesium, uh, a particular type of zinc. Uh, they walk out with some electrolytes, good quality electrolytes, maybe a bag of magnesium uh, salts, yeah, okay, that they're going to put into their 
So basically, what I what I've done is put um, science, yeah, back into food, yeah, and nutrients. Okay, because it's got it's gone so far away from that, mm-hmm. um, and that's come to the detriment of of people's health. You know that? Okay, and that's why people have got the serious health issues that they've got. Yeah, okay, because we're not using what's going on in our bloods, what's going on in our digestive system, mm-hmm. to to show us what we're not getting out of food. Yeah, and these okay. tests are not. Um, regular tests that a doctor would do is that right the test oh actually do... like our the blood markers that we check are just standard um, standard blood markers that a, a general uh, GP would do yeah okay uh, yeah so I guess what people don't realize is, is a lot of your, your your blood markers yeah are a depiction of the uh, the the amino acids you're either getting or you're not getting so yeah. maybe people are having these tests, but they're not being interpreted in the way you interpret them. They're just interpreted in a different manner. Okay. Okay. Because basically, like from a from a medical perspective, yeah, they're looking for for trends in particular uh, ailments. Yeah. Okay. So particular diseases and particular conditions. And so if you don't really meet that sort of like that 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 uh, that makeup, then everything's okay. Yeah, okay. Where what I'm looking for is Okay, what you're not getting. Okay, so, you know, uh, there's, there's particular markers that can be a depiction that you don't assimilate uh, protein properly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that you're lacking a key essential uh, amino acids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look at things like ferritin, and medical would basically say it's a carrier molecule for iron, and it actually helps to store iron, which it definitely does. Mm-hmm. But it's a protein molecule. Yeah. It's actually made up of like 24 subunits of amino acids yeah okay so do you think there's a chance that it could be a depiction if you're actually assimilating amino acids properly well of course it can be okay and especially when it's in in chronically low amounts and with a lot of people it's regularly low uh-huh. okay like there can be anomalies in your bloods where it's just a little bit it's out just for that time and then it regulates and that's normal things are going to go up things are going to go down yeah okay and that's normal sort of function in the body but with a lot of people it's just low 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 or high high and that's not normal mm. does that make sense okay yeah. and that's actually telling me when there's 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 some sort of uh, uh, complication that is actually going on in the in the in the in the body does that make sense yeah yeah so what I want to take this segue just to sort of um, just for the listener to sort of pry open your story a little bit because there was a time when you went and got blood results mm. and you were deemed to be fit as a whistle Yes. But at the time, you were not fit as a whistle. You were falling into yeah. holes and stuff. Yeah, 100%. And so this is quite yeah. a personal story for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I, look, it's, you know, I guess I've, I've told this story to many people. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, and, you know, probably your listeners wouldn't have heard it. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. But, um, yeah, I definitely had a, a lot of serious health issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those issues were things like vertigo. Yep. Yeah. Um, and this is sort of reaching sort of like, if you want to go on the naturopathy realms of things, whether they say it's more in the um, exhaustion phase of adrenal fatigue, yeah, okay, um, you know, and it pushed my body really to the brink, yeah, yeah, okay. It was a combination of really long working days, um, too much socialising, yeah. yeah, okay, um, alcohol, yeah, too much partying, um, uh, thrashing my body with uh, too much training, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, you know, nutrient-wise, I was I was pretty good from that uh, realms. But you can understand when you're pushing your body to the 
it'd it just be another example of what I was talking about, like not eating to your stress levels. Yeah. yeah okay. And I was just putting a higher and higher demand, mm-hmm. especially when it came to the, the amino acids that my body needed, the fats, especially like cholesterol and all those types of things. And I just wasn't meeting that need. Does that make sense? And then I started to really uh, spiral down even like further. And and yeah, I, I, I got a lot of things like salt cravings. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the story that I always talk about is that I was going out to the supermarket and buying like three jars of anchovies. And I was actually sitting in my car and eating the, the anchovies. And that's that. A lot of people think I'm joking when I'm saying that, but it was actually the truth. And it would be the only thing that would actually get me through the day because I was... I was depleting because that, that's a problem with aldosterone. I actually yeah. was depleting so much sodium out of my pores and so forth. I just couldn't get it in there quick enough. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So once it's an example of really, really poor electrolyte balance. And that's what I'm talking about, like the importance of minerals and so forth. And I, I just couldn't stabilize that. Yeah? And, yeah, and it got to a point where I was, you know, I actually did fall into the collapse into the wall and actually mm-hmm. passed out. Yeah. Yeah? And a lot of people, like when you're by yourself and people don't see that, it's uh, it's hard for them to comprehend, yeah. Okay, and 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 by other people encouraging me to go seek medical help, yeah, yeah and I did that, and then to be told that was actually nothing wrong with me. Uh, unfortunately, I've got a problem with that. It's yeah, interesting okay. because I actually experienced a very similar similar thing last year, yeah. where I was having chronic fatigue, and I went to see the doctors, and I had all my blood tests done. Um, I had a sleep study done and, and various tests and I was told um, officially on paper nothing was wrong mm. but I was exhausted, tired, sleeping during the day. Yeah, um, and that would just be another example of similar types of problems and then and what you've got to understand, when you've probably reached that point, where have you actually caused severe, severe uh, damage to your digestive system? Mm. Yeah, okay, and so they can't give you answers. Why? Because they haven't looked at it. Yeah, okay. And so for me, what I, what I had was, was severe intestinal permeability. Yeah. Remember how I said I, I'd eventually get around to talking about <laughs> the different types of intestinal permeability? Yeah. Well, there's all different types of damage you can have in there. And like for me, you know, it's hard, like I love to draw pictures in this instance, but I'm going to have to try and do my best to explain it. But yeah. I'm talking about the small intestine here, okay? And 90% of your absorption, yeah, and your digestion takes place in your small intestine. Right. That's how important it is, yeah, okay? And basically, you know how I was talking about the intracellular permeability? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. And that's just one form of imper- uh, uh, intestinal permeability where those, those junctions are wider and there's things getting through into the, into the capillaries and they cause like an antibody response, like an inflammatory response. That means your body has to produce more things like platelets, like red blood cells and, uh, and things like phagocytes, which is like white blood cells to yeah. respond to the things that are going into your bloodstream and causing aggravation. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. Um, and that's just one form. Then you can actually have permeability, which is most likely what I had, yeah, okay, which is permeability through the intracellular tight junction, but also permeability through the cell. Now, there's meant to be activity through the cell, okay? Yep. But I had too much activity through the cell, which means your gut is just like a sieve, yeah. okay? Which just means all these proteins and these enzymes glucose molecules which means you end up having problems with your blood sugar management okay yeah. which i definitely did okay that's why i had these massive slumps and mm. so forth through the day um but then you, you that will manifest really digestively mm-hmm. so those types of people they just have chronic loose stools yeah okay yeah. and at that time like i was going to the toilet like six times in a day wow. mm. and it was 
like water coming out my backside. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and that's and that's severe intestinal permeability. Mm. But then you can have permeability through the tight junction, and then you can have damage to the cell itself. Okay. Now I want you to imagine it like at the top of the cell, you've got the microvilli. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like almost like a sea anemone. Yeah. yeah okay. And what you can, they're called the, like the brush borders. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they and the role of the brush borders is they will absorb nutrients, yeah, like into the cell, yep. okay, and actually, actually going to help with the production of particular enzymes. You know, I was talking about things like lactase. Yep. It will actually help you uh, break down particular sugars like uh, dectrose, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. It will actually help you break down uh, protein, mm-hmm. okay, because you produce things like uh, uh, amino uh, peptides, yeah, okay. So enzymes that actually allow you uh, like carboxy uh, peptides and all these enzymes that allow you to break down uh, protein properly, yep. like amino acids, yeah, okay? And you can have where the brush borders essentially are blunted, yeah, okay? Like they're flattened, so okay? The damage, Which yeah. means you can't actually produce the enzymes allowing you to break down those particular things. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have problems with particular glucose molecules and protein and so forth, yeah? Okay, but also you can't absorb the, the nutrients helping you to, to essentially like heal the cell and so forth, mm. yeah, okay? And which means you're gonna miss out on a lot of nutrients, it's, which is why people in this instance, it would come up in their blood markers that they're malnourished, okay? Mm. Because they're not able, able to absorb things properly, okay? Then people can have no intracellular permeability, but then they can just have damage to the to the cell itself. Yeah, okay. And they can actually start to get damage to the actual cell, and that means they have problems with amino acids full stop. And how's that gonna manifest for those people? Brain. Okay, because it comes back to exactly what I talked about at the start, okay, because you need it you need your amino acids for what? Neurotransmitters. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So they start to have neurological problems like depression, anxiety, nervousness and all these types of problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um and, and and so that's how it manifests for them. Yeah, okay. And then it also when they when they had that damage to the brush borders, it's gonna manifest in them not being able to break down foods properly. So they start to have a lot of what seems like like intolerances and so forth. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, or they could just have it where the cell is 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 very permeable. Yeah. Okay. So there's all these different. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's hard when I'm not drawing diagrams and no, so forth. Okay. That, but really well, but yeah. you can see that people can have all these different uh, types of like permeability or lack of uh, permeability yeah. issues. Or yeah. Damage, okay. Yeah. Or where they're not producing enzymes. And then that's why when people have got issues with their, with their uh, assimilation of nutrients and digestive issues, it just manifests so differently from one person to the next. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay, where someone's just like got chronic lethargy. There, there's another thing when the, when, the, when the brush borders are affected and the cell is affected, people have problems with things like, uh, like secretory IgA. Mm-hmm. Okay, and secretory IgA is like an immunoglobulin. It's the most abundant immunoglobulin in the body. Uh-huh. And that actually allows you to, uh, it's like a sticky substance. You, you have it where you have tears and saliva and so forth. And it binds to, to pathogens and toxins, bad bacteria, and actually helps you to, to deal with those things. Right. But under chronic stress and so forth, when you've caused damage to the cell, then you have a, either, at one stage you could have a really high production, but then you have a very low production. 
Right. Yeah, okay. And then that means you're more vulnerable to bad bacteria, uh, candida, yeast, all these types of things. Yeah, okay. Um, and that's why secretory IgA is just vital uh, and it's, it's a good indication of the state of your immune system. Mm. Okay, a very, very interesting thing is like they've actually proven when people do things like tap into their emotions more. Uh, uh, I, know, I know this might seem a little bit different, yeah, okay, but tapping into things like gratitude, uh, care, compassion, appreciation, they've actually uh, done research where they've actually shown that it's actually raised secretory IgA. Oh, yeah, so that's why I am a firm believer. I talk a lot about nutrients, and I talk, but I'm also a firm believer that you you need to have things like uh, tapping into your emotions more, meditation, because they have the ability. You know, I can repair someone's gut, which you know I'm doing constantly with people. Repair their gut, get rid of bad bacteria, build up their good bacteria, and so forth. But then people go back to the to the bad lifestyle patterns and so forth that have actually caused the problem in the first place and really that problem has started in the brain. <laughs> yeah, okay? So if we're not putting things in place to actually um, to correct this issue, um, then they're going to continue to have these digestive issues. Uh, it would just be some other uh, form of digestive issue. Does that make sense? Okay, so that's why the, the, the power of uh, uh, meditation and, and mindset and and heart math and emotions is is really really important to tackle uh, tackle people's perceived stress. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Like, um, and and you know, there's a there's a close friend of mine, like Guy Lawrence, yeah, um, who who runs One One End Nutrition, and mm. and he really talks about uh, like uh, metacognition, yeah, and just that ability to actually observe uh, one's thoughts. Yeah, okay which people find very frightening, okay? And actually, when I started to go down that realms, I found it pretty frightening as well, yeah? Um, but then I started doing it, and actually, it was a really internal battle that I had, and actually, initially, I felt terrible, yep. yeah, okay? And actually, for a week, I felt shocking. Um, but because I know that pretty much the best things in life for you, they're always a, a short-term pain for a long-term gain. A lot of the other things are a short-term gain for a long-term pain. Yeah, you want you want to have something like alcohol, short-term gain, long-term pain. pain. Yeah. yeah, okay. You want to have something like drink coffee every day, short-term gain, long-term pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. You want to do things like ice therapy, short-term pain, long-term gain. Right. Yeah, you want to do things like mindfulness, meditation. There's a short-term pain. And then there's a long-term gain, okay? Because it really uh, causes you to you've got confliction there. It's changing like your your it's it's changing your perception on things, and it's actually dealing with a lot of your limiting beliefs that essentially that you've held on to, but are actually essentially holding you back. Yeah, okay. I feel like um, you know growth is like on the edge of discomfort. Like being a bit uncomfortable allows you to grow. Yeah, and when I, when I do something like. Uh, Help, help people with uh, intestinal permeability, yeah? Um, a lot of the time, feels pretty uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah, okay? But people want to feel good straight away, yeah? Uh, reality is, for me to heal the gut, um, it's not going to feel good straight away. Yep. Yeah, okay? And actually, you're going to go through probably a lot of discomfort. Yeah, okay? You're going to have some really bad days, and then sometimes you're going to have some good days. Mm. Yeah, okay? And it's going to be this little bit of a roller coaster, okay? Uh, but when in the scheme of things like I was talking about you know doing something like that over three months for how bad you've actually 
you know, sort of been to your digestive system and so forth, Maybe. it's 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 once again it's a short term pain, yeah. but then you you're going to get a long term gain out of it. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Um, and it like for me, I see it all the time. It's those people who are willing to take that short term hit mm. um, that really get the benefits in life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like exercise, it's a great example. Mm. Yeah. How many people walk into a um, a gym like most of the time I like people to, to be a little bit more adventurous to the, the types of movement they're doing and so mm. forth yeah but if you start doing movement training and primal do you think you're going to just like pick it up and go I feel amazing straight away it's going to challenge you mm. yeah you're going you're gonna to have like calcification in your joints you're going to have adhesions you're going to have scar tissue guess what you're going to break it up yeah mm. and is that going to feel comfortable it's going to feel uncomfortable mm. yeah okay and like training is a great example of that yeah okay is you initially get this short-term pain, but everyone knows from training, long-term, if you keep it up, keep it up you're gonna feel amazing. Right. Yeah, okay, but they're not looking at other things in the same light, yeah, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and you know, people who do, uh, like uh, start off doing meditation, it's not what they gravitate towards because they're always sitting in that sympathetic nervous system, dominated state, like you know, what do you wanna call it, uh, sympathetic nervous system, hyper arousal, mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna conflict with them. Uh, but they never go through that pain, yeah, to actually see the benefits from it. Yeah. Does that make sense? But, you know, like, I, I've definitely, for a long period of my life, sat in that sympathetic nervous system dominated, mm-hmm. you know. Like, most most people who start off, like, you know, strength and conditioning and so forth, yeah, we're sympathetic nervous system dominated. Yeah. yeah okay, we, look, we can push ourselves, push ourselves hard, which means we li- need a little bit more of that parasympathetic nervous system uh, state. And when I've started to gravitate doing a little bit more of those sorts of things in, in my life then my, my health has just got better and better mm. yeah okay like the one thing I know is that um, working on your weaknesses yeah is, is where it's at yeah. yeah okay like if your weakness is your ability to simulate nutrients that's what you got to improve yeah, yeah, yeah. okay um, and, and that's what's going to uh, enable you to improve a lot of the, the things in your life mm. yeah like how many people uh, really get you know better by just improving what they're already good at yeah. you know if you want to specialize in sport great I understand that okay because you're trying to to be the, the, the very best at that particular thing but it doesn't mean you're going to be optimal health across the board yeah okay too often we look at athletes and we say well they're the they're the the, the pinnacle of health no they're not mm. they're not the people who I look at and actually athletes aren't even um, they're not even close to achieving everything they could achieve out of sports so if any, anyone's listening that mm. you know is an athlete or an aspiring athlete they're not even close to achieving what they could actually achieve Okay, why? Because they're not actually putting the right nutrients in their body. Their their gut health is compromised, which means you can't be achieving uh, everything that you p- could possibly. I'm not. I'm not uh, dispelling like their the the qualities of their um, their motivation and their drive and so forth. But what I'm saying is, you can't be reaching your full potential mm-hmm. if there's weaknesses and limiting factors within your body. In that system, yeah. does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Totally. So. If there was one thing that you could um, tell viewers um, that they could change uh, in order to improve their gut health, what would it be? Yes. Um, once again, it's, it's, it's a question that has many answers. Mm. Yeah, okay? Because it really just depends on the, on, on the problem. Yeah, okay? 
Um, the one thing is, because I've spoken about intestinal permeability, I do tend to find that there's many scenarios that I spoke about. Most people have one or maybe two of those scenarios. So most people do have some form of intestinal permeability taking place. From my experience, most people would would benefit from a, a leaky gut protocol. Yeah. Just improving the integrity of how their gut functions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, I, like I, I couldn't imagine there's anyone out there who would say, you know, unless you may be living up in the mountains and you've been exposed just to spring water, uh, you're meditating all the time, you, you get good quality, um, you, you, you know, slow cooked meats and you're eating a lot of organ meats and being on that sort of stuff. Mm. So you're getting all the nutrients that your body requires, then maybe you're pretty close to having really good gut health. Okay? Mm. But people who are living in cities, yeah, people who are... Uh, exposed to not the best quality food and so forth. There's, there, there's no way that the integrity, integrity of your gut is going to be optimal. Yeah. So for me, that that's proof in that most people are going to benefit from some sort of repair uh, protocol for their digestive system. Cool. Does that make sense? So, okay. but there, there's there's other issues as well. Like I, I tend to find a lot of people have like negative gram bacteria, which means they would we need to establish. Um, what type of negative gram bacteria you've got? Yeah, okay, what type of parasites have you got? And some a lot of those parasites, there's a knock-on effect to the problems they cause. Yeah, okay, because some of the byproducts they cause are things like acetaldehyde, and then acetaldehyde, what it does is actually uh, actually shrinks the epithelial cells in your small intestine, so which means you're losing surface area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a knock-on effect from those types of things, which means yes, you're going to have to do some protocol to to kill off the parasite but you're also probably going to have to do some protocol to repair the damage that has actually been caused in the in the small intestine yeah can okay. I ask you yeah. does fasting have a repair like a repair system on the body like yeah look I'm, I'm really big on fasting yeah okay yeah. once again though the the, the, th- the thing for me with fasting is you got to know when to use it yeah yeah okay and, and that's the thing like there's a lot of people who are just doing fasting um and just like, well, I'm just going to do some intermittent fasting, yeah, okay? And look, if someone, you know how I was talking about the secretory IgA, okay, which is sits at the top of the epithelial cell, if someone's got that type of issue, like really low secretory IgA, intermittent fasting is, is, is going to be really good because you don't want food essentially coming in like quite regularly. Does that make sense? Okay, so they might have all their nutrients in a bigger meal and so forth. So intermittent fasting is good in that scenario, yeah? Um, once again, like, but for some people, like fasting can be detrimental to the health. Right. Yeah, okay. Now, especially if they're coming from an under-eating background. Mm. Okay. Because already they're malnourished. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you understand that when you're malnourished, and then you do something like fasting, you're more malnourished. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And yes, fasting. The the big thing for me, fasting. This is why fasting is better than a ketogenic outline because like uh, because it has the ability to repair brain cells. Yeah. Okay. So it's really the, the the power of what it actually actually how it helps the brain because it helps with BDNF, which yeah. is brain derived neurotropic factor, which I spoke about before. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then it it helps with insulin sensitivity. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it, it it definitely helps with how we utilize glucose and so forth. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and in some instances with people who I'm dealing with who are, uh, maybe have problems with obesity and so forth. But initially, I never do fasting with people straight up. Right. Okay, Why? Because 
They, they tend to have assimilation issues. They need those, they need those essential macronutrients. They, they need those essential, essential micronutrients, yeah, okay? And they need to regulate their blood glucose levels uh, a little bit better, yeah. yeah, okay? Like to understand if your like, uh, blood sugar levels are all over the place, yeah, okay? Uh, maybe you go really long periods without eating. Maybe you're using a particular metabolic pathway called gluconeogenesis, which basically means that you're, uh, you're taking from your amino acid pool yeah, which you need for things like your immune system and these vital functions, just to to use those amino acids to stabilize your blood sugar levels. Yeah, uh, and gluconeogenesis happens under chronic stress. Yeah. yeah, okay. And so people are doing these long periods of fasting and so forth. Yeah, but their body's just under too much stress. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so people who come who have these types of, types of issues, and then they go do something like fasting. Well, you you understand that fasting also plays on fat-storing hormones as well. It actually plays on ghrelin, yeah, okay? Ghrelin is a fat-storing hormone. It's the hunger hormone, yeah, okay? And so for those people, they might do like fasting, okay? That can stimulate ghrelin, and then the next day, they just eat all this food. But what message have you sent to the body? Body's going to store it. Yeah. Yeah, okay? So um, it's just to understand, like, and I don't want people to think I'm, I'm not pro fasting because I am pro fasting yeah but it's okay? again the same story where it's it's, it's, it's and it's stress related and yeah okay and that's why you get a lot of people talking about 5-2 concepts you know with two days of fasting yeah I'm really big on a 6-1 because I tend to find people so stressed that two days of fasting is, is probably a little bit too much mm. for them yeah okay um, but you understand with those people I've regulated a lot of their internal structure and then I apply fasting yeah yeah okay yeah. Um, and they 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 feel amazing from it, you know. Yeah. Like you know, like I like I I will fast randomly on 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 days sometimes where I just go, oh look, you know, I'm, I've got a little bit less stress. Okay, uh, I can do a bit of fasting today. Awesome. But you know, when I'm utilizing my brain more and you know uh, I need a lot more nutrients, then I'm not going to necessarily fast on those days because. I might feel I might feel fine for that day, but then there's a knock-on effect maybe the day after and the day after. Does that make sense? Because uh, I really haven't given my body uh, the nutrients that it's required to, to function optimally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that that one day you might feel fine, but then the body goes, okay, now we need some nutrients. And so what's happening with a lot of people is they're still not eating enough. Yeah. yeah okay. And then they're they, they're missing all those those key amino acids and so forth to actually help things like their brain function and, and so on. Does that make sense? And then they wonder why they've got brain fog and, uh, and hormonal issues and so forth, yeah? Yeah. So as, as we venture towards wrapping it up, I really want to know how thick is this next book that you're writing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't... I haven't... I haven't... I haven't... I, I haven't, I haven't uh, written one book yet. I've, yeah. I've written a lot of... Um, Things on like uh, uh, like like a blood testing manual. Yeah. Um, so what those markers represent and how that correlates with what types of foods you need and uh, and so forth. I've written a, a, a sort of manual about bacteria, uh-huh. okay, and and sort of protocols that need to be put in place to heal the gut. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I've developed like a intestinal permeability. Um, like a leaky gut protocol. Yeah. Um, so there, there are a lot of the things I sort of have worked on. But am I am I going to write a, a book? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I really want I really want to sort of base it on the concept of 
the whole thing with monotherapy. Yeah. I guess the I guess the whole message that I want to get out there is that there's there's not one monotherapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, ice therapy, I'm a big advocate of it. Is it going to solve all your Is it going to solve all your problems? No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, breathing. Yeah. Um, it, it has many different benefits. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, Wim Hof breathing, which I'm really really big on. Yeah. yeah. That helps with ATP, so it helps through the energy systems, okay? Mm-hmm. But then also it actually helps to, the end byproducts is you produce a little bit more carbon dioxide, yeah, okay? And that can help actually help with your hydrochloric acid production. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna help with things like how you uh, break down protein and, and, and absorb nutrients, yeah, okay? So, but it doesn't mean it's gonna solve all your problems, mm-hmm. yeah, okay? And just like what I'm talking about with, um, you know, healing your gut, mm-hmm that's going to help with your assimilation of nutrients and so forth but once again it's not going to fix all your problems mm-hmm. yeah, okay really for people to, to achieve optimal health if that's what they really want to do yeah okay then it requires you to amalgamate all these things yeah, yeah. okay which is and, a journey yeah. yeah which is the challenge yeah, yeah okay but I know when you actually uh, utilize all these tools that your health will just it will be like nothing you've ever experienced before mm. okay like uh, and that's and that's the challenge because even like through my own journey yeah I've resisted from cutting out the things that I really didn't want to mm. yeah okay but those things were holding me back yeah okay um, you know and I feel younger now than I ever did uh, when I was 19 or 20 <laughs> Okay. Uh, but we have this acceptance that uh, as we get older that we just have joint pain and we move badly and so forth which and which I can tell people that is yeah. is incorrect okay yeah. because I moved uh, way worse when I was that age mm. okay uh, it just comes down to your ability to repair and um, and do the right things by your body and then your body rewards you yeah. Awesome. So there's hope for us all. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there, there's there's hope for everyone. Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it, it it comes with effort. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it will get to a point. Uh, I really do believe this, where people just have a choice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is what it requires for you to achieve optimal health. Mm-hmm. Uh. And I. So what I how I work is I I just put it all on the table for people. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is what you want. This is what you need to do. And if you choose not to do it, then you ultimately choose to 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 not feel well, yep. to to potentially might might get diseases and illnesses, mm. and and then that's the choice. Yep. But giving people understanding like these, this is the path. Cool. Does that make sense? And I, I just think people have never really been given clear information, mm. not understanding the importance of nutrients, not under, understanding the importance of your digestive health yep. not understanding what it actually entails to support things like your adrenals and so forth mm-hmm. um, but you know what I what I do is is I deliver that information mm-hmm. yeah okay um, and you know I, I've seen it in the people who come into fifth element and the things that they adopt and uh, it, it changes so many aspects of their of their, of their life mm. awesome Okay, last question. Yes. Um, so, beyond your story and beyond Fifth Element Wellness, yep. um, who are you in this experience of life? Yeah, it's, 
It's a great question. Yeah. Um, look, I, like in the past, I've always like I, I think I've always liked to say say things like a messenger, but I actually don't think that's what I am. Yeah. Mm. Um, I just really think that um, all the all the things that happen to you in life, yeah. Um, I looked at negative things that happened to me and I always looked at them in a negative light. Looking back now, I look at all the bad things that happened to me, yeah, and I actually, I feel blessed. Yeah, um, and, you know, um, I think it's, it's just my, it's been my ability now to look, uh, look at those negative things and actually just share my, what I learned from it. Um, and I was I was lucky enough to 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 be woken up, yeah. And basically, that put such a drive in me that I, you know, and I mean this like people wouldn't know this, but every single night I would go and I would do more work on bloods. I would do more work on stool. I would investigate further into how the body functions. I don't know everything, mm. okay. But um, whilst I might have like this good knowledge. The reason I have this good knowledge is because all those negative uh, instances gave me this uh, this this burning desire. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, as I said, like so, giving that having that burning desire has been enabled me to really help people. Yeah. Um, and what I really feel like I'm, I've been put on this earth to do is to help people yes okay but actually to help other people help more people yeah. um, and that's actually um, really what I, I feel my purpose is sure. yeah um, whether that be you know uh, handing that down to my children mm-hmm. um, but that's why I'll never hold back on, on information. I've been told, you know, sometimes in the past, uh, you give too much information. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, okay? Yeah. Like, I really don't care because um, if that means sometimes I'm speaking to people like half an hour longer than my appointment says, um, it's, it's, it's not, like, time doesn't drive me. Mm. Uh, me. Me having the ability to impart information, that drives me. Yeah. Okay? Um, and then, like, and I always say this to my mentees, like, you know, I, 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 I coach some, some, some naturopaths, I coach some uh, strength and conditioning coaches, and I always say to them, you will be a better version of me. Yeah. Okay? Um, and they go, no, I won't be. And I go, you will be. Mm. Trust me. Yeah? Like, I'm giving you this information now. You're 23, 24. Mm. Yeah? And you're going to take it further than I've taken it. Evolve it. it and yeah? Then, yeah? Okay? Yeah. Um, and the reality is, like, you know, the, the, the more we uncover about the, the human body, mm-hmm. yeah, um, the more amazing it is. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, that's really what I feel like my, my purpose. Oh, that's beautiful, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so for those listening, um, the best place, in my opinion, to check it out is Fifth Element Wellness, the website itself. There's, uh, it's a great website, really uh, dials you into a lot of things that are uh, available there. But in your opinion, probably the best point. Yeah, the, the website's the, the best point. Yep. Um, we've got a, a lot of things coming up. We've actually designed like a, it's, it's like a, uh, a reboot. It's something that we're actually like a, 
bit more of an online. Yep. Because uh, we really, for me, and always I've been a little bit apprehensive on, on, on getting online and all that sort of stuff, but mm. we do realize that more and more people need to, to get this information. Yeah? Totally. Okay, it's uh, like the reboot system and, and, and basically that's things that we're sort of rolling out to uh, corporate businesses. Yeah, awesome. okay. Um, and, you know, uh, from my perspective, I, I definitely want to, to, to give people a lot more information on a lot of the things that are going on in my brain and so <laughs> forth and, and giving people yeah. access to that. Um, and that might come in the form of more online stuff and awesome. so forth, yeah. Because, you know, the catchment zone for Fifth Element Wellness, you know, it's, it's you know, Fitzroy and mm. Brunswick and so forth and we get a lot of people who do come from the other side of we Melbourne we get people so. wanting to move into your catchment zone <laughs> yeah, so. Correct, yeah. so but the catchment yeah. zone is, is small yeah. and we really want to uh, really just help as as many people as we can that's why I really did go into the mentoring space of, yeah. of helping people like interstate and you know um, helping people in New Zealand and so mm. forth so um for us, it, you know, for us and, and, you know, for me, it's really just trying to have, help as many people as we can. As you can. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So there's many different forms that people can, um, I guess, access us. Okay. Right. And in the future, it's going to get more and more. More and more. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, that's a real treat. And uh, so that's pretty much us for this episode. And thanks so much for tuning in. Listen to the episode again and again because there was a lot of amazing content in there. I know I will be. Um, and for those uh, dialed into the podcast, you can subscribe to it at www.amrit-sandu.com forward slash inspired evolution podcast. And as always, stay tuned on Facebook for any updates. Much love, y'all. 